Hello there! Welcome to the International Business Podcast, a show for those who work across time zones, borders, and cultures. I'm your host, Leonardo, from Shanghai, but let's make it simple and just call me Leo. We also have a new co-host, Stefano, based in Paris. Coming up on today's episode... Because you were just expected to do pretty much anything, and it was a very flat structure in the company. So I've done things that were pretty senior, if I, <laughs> if I look at that now. Uh, but that was the most interesting thing, probably. I was working for an internship provider, so I was helping uh, European students who wanted to go to Asia and to do what I did in a, in a certain way. Carla is an international career consultant that specializes in helping students and professionals to get ready for the job market. She has spent five years in China and seven years in the UK, where she founded her own company. You can find more information about Carla in the show notes. Now, let's dive into today's episode. Hi, Carla. I'm glad to have you on. Welcome to the International Business Podcast. Hi, Leonardo. Thank you for, uh, for having me. It's a pleasure. I'm curious to know, Carla, what makes you an international professional? Well, I'm originally from Italy and I moved to China after my bachelor degree. And that's where I spent five years of my life. And then I moved to London seven years ago, where, where I still am today. So that's uh, what makes me international, I would say. So after your degree, uh, you decided to move to China. I would like to know. How was your experience as a recent graduate? And as China has evolved very quickly in the past few years, we know that China speed is, I would say, simply on another level. Uh, what would you suggest to those who would like to do the same right now? Uh, yes, well, for me, it was uh, fairly easy in a way because it was uh, a program that was connected to my university. So after my, my bachelor degree, I went there. I went to Beijing for six months to improve my Chinese. And uh, after that, I started to do some random jobs as most of the expats did in, uh, in China, like teaching. And uh, when I started to look for a more uh, stable uh, job, I found an opportunity in Shanghai. So I moved there and that's where I stayed for four years. Now I know things are uh, slightly different in, uh, in a sense that it's not that easy to get uh, a working visa or a job opportunity at all. So I, I think I would suggest to students that want to go to uh, maybe consider other destinations within China, not just Beijing and Shanghai, which was the main place for all the foreigners. But now it's probably easier to go to different places. I don't know, probably Guangzhou or even Hangzhou, Suzhou, Tianjin, uh, where there are maybe more opportunities now for, for foreigners. Quick question here. What is the thing you miss the most of Shanghai? I miss it. The energy of the city, the, the feeling that everything was, was possible, whatever, it didn't matter what you wanted to do, you could just find a way to do it. Also, the expat community was, was amazing. 
So I met very interesting people. In London, of course, pretty much everyone is a, is a foreigner, but it's a much easier place to live in, in a, in a certain sense. So there is a different sense of community. Focusing a little bit more on uh, China, Carla. So you started your career here in the Far East, in China. What were the, I would say, the biggest challenges, but also the rewards? For me, the challenge, especially, and especially coming from an Italian background, <laughs> in Italy, when you, when you graduate and you start a job, you do very little. Uh, while when I started to work in China from day one, I, I started to do a lot and have a lot of responsibilities. I was working for a, a small consultancy firm. And so I ended up in, uh, in important meetings, dealing with clients from, from the very first day. And that was the challenge for sure. But at the same time, it was also the reward. So you really needed to have um, a certain mindset of uh, being comfortable by being uncomfortable out of your comfort zone uh, because you were just expected to do pretty much anything. And it was a very flat structure in the company. So I've done things that were pretty senior if I, <laughs> if I look at that now. Uh, but that was the most interesting thing, probably. So after five years in China, you moved to the UK, London more yeah. specifically. Why? Well, I felt my time in China was coming to an end, as it happens to a lot of people that live there uh, for, for a number of reasons. I was so far away from home and uh, I, I felt I wanted a change and I wanted to, to work in Europe because I, I never worked in Europe before. And I thought that London would be the only place in Europe that could kind of be at the, side, the same level uh, of Shanghai that could uh, match my expectations after, after Shanghai. And while I was thinking about London, I was talking to people I knew and I got a job offer. I, I was very lucky to, to move to London with a job already, which was very connected to international students and to Asia as well. Um, so that was a great fit for me. So it came very natural that there wasn't any specific thought behind. I just thought it's a great place for work, very well located, the most international city in Europe. Uh, so why not? I make the very same mistake you just did, Carla. I keep saying London is in Europe. Oh, sorry. Yes, yes, I know. <laughs> yes, that was the idea that when I moved, it was in Europe. So that was um, the idea that now I, I got my citizenship. So um, I should be able to stay anyway. So no matter what. So I'll tell you a short, funny story that actually is not that funny, but I have a UK driving license because I converted my Italian into a UK driving license. And then after the UK, I moved uh, straight to China. And so now I have a UK and a Chinese driving license. And it seems there's no way that I can get an Italian one. So <laughs> maybe to get an Italian one, I will have to reseat the, the, the exams in the future because Italy doesn't want to give me the Italian driving license at the moment. So it's, I'm kind of in a limbo, but it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> but, but you're very brave to drive in China. So going back to business a second, Carla, so what are the stark differences business-wise 
between the UK and China? For me, it was, and still is sometimes, the way people communicate. So in China, whenever something didn't work or didn't go the way I expected, there was always a way to make things happen. You could call people, I don't know, even during the weekend or wherever, but things were always happening somehow. And if you were upset, then, okay, you're upset and uh, you, you can express that. While here in the UK, <laughs> there is this way of communicating with people, which is uh, uh, always very, very polite. And uh, you always have to be careful with words. Uh, and if things don't happen, things don't happen. And you have to accept that. I have to say, when I moved here, I had very different expectations. I thought, you know, I'm moving to the UK. Things will go, will be much smoother than in China business-wise, which are in a, in a certain sense. But on the other hand, I, I miss the freedom of uh, talking to people in a mo much more direct way and that possibility yeah, of making things happen. Yeah, sometimes here there's no need to mince words. <laughs> Definitely. But on the other hand, here things uh, are also extremely easy. Like for me, I opened a company that's a very simple and straightforward process. Uh, it costs uh, 15 pounds and you can do it in a day. So you know, you know the drill because you've been here in China. Probably the, I don't know, expats that are listening to the episode right now, they will laugh. When you need to do something related to your phone here in China, so to, to your SIM card, you need to take half a day off. I mean, you need to do something with... Yeah. No way, no way around it. I know, I know. I, I remember those days or open a bank account. Uh, that was a long, uh, <laughs> a long journey. Obviously, I, I really don't miss that. And I love it here that everything is so simple, straightforward. Even the process for, for my citizenship, it's been all considered because I've done the whole process during COVID. So obviously it's been slower than, than usual, but it's been very, very easy, very efficient, very clear. So you mentioned journey, uh, Carla. So tell us about your entrepreneurial journey. What made you decide to set up your business specifically in London? The idea came from my, from my job. So I was working for an internship provider. So I was helping uh, European students who wanted to go to Asia and to do what I did in a, in a certain way. And I was also helping international students who wanted to start their career in London. And that's when I realized that there was a, a very big gap between the academic preparation and what they really needed to know when they were going for interviews, looking for jobs. And I had that experience myself when I moved to China, but I thought it was my problem because, you know, I come from Italy. I didn't go to a um, famous university, whatever. I always thought it was my personal situation. Uh, but then I was working with students from business schools, uh, American famous American universities, etc. And I realized it was a very common issue. So that's how the idea came. And I also realized I really enjoyed 
helping people understanding their, their career path. And that's how the idea started. I decided to start the business in London because that's where my network is. And because here there is a very, very vibrant startup world. So I never had the idea of having my own business before moving to London. Um, I didn't study business. I didn't study uh, any of that. I graduated in Chinese, so it's it's very far from my academic background. But talking to people here made me feel it was possible. It was possible to try, and it was also okay to fail in case and start something new again. So I thought, why not? I will give it a chance. And then, um, yeah, so I actually set up my company right after the Brexit vote, which felt a bit, uh, a bit strange, but it's been, it's been five years now, almost. So qualifications, strong academic performance, and a college degree are no longer, I would say, enough for succeeding in today's job market. So what are the three essential factors that shape or even break careers yeah, for me, especially in the past year with all the changes that are happening, um, yeah, of course, your degree, your academic background is, is important. I don't want to diminish that. It's very important. But at the same time, what I always suggest to students is to start having work experience as soon as possible. Even if it's not related to your job, of course, your first job won't be related to your, uh, to your studies, and that's perfectly fine. Don't underestimate the, the value of, of work experience as a, as a waitress or uh, anything. I, I was working during weekends doing um, in events or you know, promoting things in um, shopping malls, whatever it was. And it's, it was just a very easy way to learn how to deal with people, how to communicate, how to be professional. So every experience is very important. So don't wait for the, for the perfect opportunity that will come after you get your degree and your amazing grades, but start as soon as possible. That's, uh, that's very important. And also your, your soft skills, your, your, personality it's uh, it's so important now because when you uh, I do interviews to, to candidates also and especially now that we are hiring remotely the feeling that you get from a person it's um, it's so important because nowadays you don't meet in person but at the same time as an employer you have to delegate you have to trust somebody that has to be independent and capable of working by himself or by herself without any supervision, without any guidance, really, on a, on a daily basis. So who you are, it's, uh, I know it sounds cliche, but it, it definitely makes a difference because when you choose somebody for your company, there is a very strong personal element, and especially now with the, with the remote working. Would you say the soft skills, is it something that people are born with or can be, I would say, taught and learned? There is definitely an element of your own personality. Uh, if you are 
a person that likes more, I don't know, to, to work in a team or by yourself. It's a, it's a personality thing and there is nothing wrong with the, either of those things. But for me, yeah, to be exposed to the professional world, it's something that is going to shape candidates. And if you start being uncomfortable and you start your learning curve when you are 19 is very different than starting at 25 or 26, which is what I see a lot in, in students nowadays that maybe, yeah, they're, uh, they've done a bachelor degree, master's degree. They focus so much on their studies that they didn't have time and energy to grow as a professional person. And that's, uh, that's a challenge. So I've got one final question I ask everyone who comes on the show, Carla. So tell us about one memorable moment from your international career. And this could be a successful episode, a catastrophic episode, or even a funny episode, your pick. Going back to what I was saying about China and um, you know the way you work there, how you have to be ready. Um, I think one of the most memorable days I had when I I just moved to to Shanghai and it was the 2010. So there was the expo that year, and um, I was working indeed for this uh, consultancy firm, and they were collaborating with um, the Italian Pavilion, and uh, there were these people from. Milan that were coming to visit, pretty important people, let's say, and they needed somebody that could help them and guide them in Shanghai and uh, do business visits, etc. And I literally arrived two days earlier in Shanghai uh, for the very first time, but I was the person who was supposed to guide them around. So I pretended to be a local, you know, but at the same time, I was texting my colleagues that were telling me like where to go, what to do, because maybe they were asking me, okay, I would like to visit this and that. How do we get there? And I didn't even know what they were talking about. But in the end, I managed. And I think that was the start of my career there that really gave me the the idea of how things are in China and how you have to, to be to to get on there. So before we go, Carla, uh, tell us a bit more about your current role. And after listening to this episode, who should connect with you? All right. So my uh, current work, I'm uh, as, as I mentioned, I have um, I have a company uh, that focuses on uh, career consulting. So uh, we work with um, individual clients who want to change their career, get a better job, or reinvent themselves, whatever they need. And we also work with with institutions, so with uh, business schools, universities, etc. Who should connect with me? I think. Anyone who's interested in knowing more about career development, um, it doesn't mean that you want to change your job now, but it just means that you care for your professional development and your professional fulfillment. Carla, I want to thank you for your insights. Thank you for joining us on the International Business Podcast. Thank you for having me. Subscribe today to listen to more international business stories. We have new guests every Monday. Connect with us on LinkedIn, info in the show notes. See you next week. Cheers.